what everybody else got to say. If you constantly got your eyes on what everybody else doing, you ain't getting no money. When it comes down to closing the deal, I get it done. Welcome to another edition of Coinology. And I'm here with none other than Miss Kiana Dancy. Hey, sis. Hey. So glad to have you here today. You know, it is fantastic to be here. And it's amazing to be seen because, you know... I could be dead, you know. Girl, are you here? They dropping dead around us, so I'm Everywhere. grateful to be here. Yes, yes. For those who don't know, <laughs> and I think most will know, Kiana Dancy is a former talk show host. Yes. Actress. Yes. Speaker. Yes. Activist. Yes. Business owner. Boss lady, yes. And a national comedian. Yes. Because I met you in the in the space of a comedian. Yes. I remember going to some shows here in Atlanta, and I would see you on stage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who? She is hilarious. Thank you. Hilarious. You didn't look the same then when I first met what you. What I look like, girl? You were, you know, quite a bit heavier, right? You lost a lot. Oh. Oh, wait. When did you meet me? I'm I like, think I want to say it was probably about a decade ago. Hmm, it's been a long possibly. time. Okay, okay. You lost a lot of weight. You look really good. Well, thank you. you look, I think I, mean, I may have picked it up a little bit. No, more, no, 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 no. You look good. You, thank you, man. No, you did lose a tremendous amount of weight, didn't you? I don't you? know about tremendous, but I definitely lost uh, maybe 20 pounds, 25 pounds. That was 20. it? Yeah, I mean, I've been as small as a 6 and as big as a 16. And right now, sis, I'm at a 12. Okay. So, well, when I first 10. When I first met you, I think you were probably the 16. And then when you went away... I went away, and then I saw you again, and you were probably a six. Who knows, child? But regardless of the fact, you look amazing. Well, thank you, baby. Look amazing. So do you. Look amazing. Thank and you. And I'm so glad to have you here. I'm grateful to be here. And now the thing about it is, I said I met her as a comedian. Yes. And then I found out you were also a business owner, yes. franchise business owner. Yes. Right? Yes. So I mean, how many facets do you have, Kent? You know, it's so much to me, and I and I appreciate you even bringing that up because mm-hmm. in during that time when you met me I, ten years ago, I don't even. I was still just a comedian, mm-hmm. and I won't say just a comedian, but mm-hmm. I uh, I also was a real estate agent. Okay. Um, I'm a real estate agent in two states, Texas and Georgia. I believe wholeheartedly that you have to have multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important because you never know what's going to happen. Hence, the uh, the pandemic shut all of us down as a stand-up comedian initially, mm-hmm. right? And so we had to figure out what we're going to do. So many of us had to pivot. So I would say I operate on, uh, somewhere in the realm of 10 different <laughs> jobs or career mm-hmm. facets or, or, or income streams. So, you know, I'm always working. Girl, um, you have to have huge confidence to be a comedian, right? You do. Huge. Let's go back and talk a little bit about Kiana. Kiana, where are you from? I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio. I was born in Cleveland, but let's be clear. Let's be clear. (laughs) Girl, I was born in Cleveland, but I don't go home that often. I go home when people get married or buried. You hear me? That's it. That's it. You know, my mother is here in Atlanta, Georgia, Mm -hmm. and so I consider um, home where mama is. So Mm -hmm. this is home. So I refer. uh, No, ma'am. I have a brother. He's 14 years older. Younger. I'm sorry. 14 years younger than I am. Child, she didn't play in that boy. She so you not. were like an only child then. Forever. Yes. And then she had him. I was like, ma'am, <laughs> what you doing? It was a right. whole thing because it was always mommy and me. And okay. then when she had my little brother, I was I was literally distraught. 
Mm-hmm. And then I started falling in love with having someone and having a little kid. Then I fell in love with him, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that was my baby. I love I get on his nerves, but that is my brother. I love him. Now, you, did you go off to college? Or Absolutely. What, what was it? So I went to Georgia Southern University. Okay. Yeah, I went on a scholarship. Oh, and so then, you're smart. I am smart, honey. Okay. She's pretty funny and smart. <laughs> uh, I went to Georgia Southern University. And I'll be honest with you, I was not the class clown. I wasn't, like, always telling jokes. You know, I was crowned <laughs> drama queen in high school. Okay. I was all I've always been in the industry to some capacity. Okay. When I was in um as a child, I was a uh catalog model. All right. Yes, um from the JC Pennies to the Sears. And then, <laughs> you know, I tap danced, I played chess, I um was an African dance um dancer dancer in the mm-hmm. African dance troupe. I was very very busy all the time. My mother kept me occupied. Mm-hmm. But yes, I went to Georgia Southern University and did not know what I was going to graduate to be. Okay. All I graduated right. with a degree in, de- in marketing, but who knew that I was going to be a stand-up comedian? Marketing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit about you publicly talked about some of the your childhood yes. trauma, right? Absolutely. So you um, were you with? Did you live with your mom and dad at that time? No. Or, okay. No. So to, to bring everybody up to speed, Kiana's very open and honest about um, her childhood trauma. Yes. Being molested as a child. Yes. So um, how did you tell mom this is what happened to So, me? you know, it's interesting that you would even bring that up because as a child, I, I, I had an amazing childhood. Mm-hmm. An amazing. Like I said, I played chess. I was um, I, I was loved by my a lot of my family, all of my family. I had my father in my life. I had a stepfather in my life and my grandfather was in my life. So I didn't have, in my opinion, any voids, right? Mm-hmm. I was molested at six years old. It was just one time, inappropriate touch. No penetration, okay. but it was. I was at daycare. I went to Collinwood um, Daycare Center, and there was a police officer there talking about inappropriate touching. And I've always been very, very outspoken, mm-hmm. very, very assertive, and someone even say at this age aggressive. Right? Mm-hmm. I have always been able to speak my mind so much so they call me radio. Mm-hmm. They would say, "Cut radio off. Cut her off. Cut her <laughs> off. She talked too much." Mm-hmm. And so on this particular day at Collinwood, her name is Miss Fadia. I would never forget my teacher. Okay, she were, She was. You know, orchestrating this um, this meeting with the police officers, and the police officer was talking about inappropriate touching, and he said, "If it ever happens to you, you should say something immediately." And I didn't hesitate. I was like, "Me, it happened. It's do- it's going. You know, it mm-hmm. happened one time. I don't know what to do." Mm-hmm. And my teacher was kind of taken back, and I didn't say it in front of everyone, but I did pull her aside and tell so her. So you knew that it was wrong. No. I don't know if I necessarily knew it was wrong in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think I was brought to know that it was wrong once the officer explained, explained what it, it was. Yes. Now, understand, when you are um, uh, 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 molested or raped or anything of that su- that sort, right, mm-hmm. oftentimes the person that is doing it to you will threaten you, will threaten you and your family. So mm-hmm. I absolutely was threatened. I was told that if I told anyone that they were killed, he would kill my mother mm-hmm. or he would kill my family. So I you know, have always been very protective of my mom. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want anything to happen to my mother. And at the time, he was my mother's boyfriend. And let's just be clear, he wasn't someone who had just come in my life. He had been in my life for a very long time. So it wasn't someone that I just met, you know, mm-hmm. or someone my mother just met. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a troth or or uh, a, a gang of men running in and out of my house. Honestly, I only seen my mother with two guy, three guys in it my house. It was a trusted person. It was a trusted person. And that is what's most important to, to understand that 
oftentimes the person that is molesting or, or have molested you or have accosted you is someone close to you. Mm. And it's usually, and my mother said this, she said, because um, she brought it up, she said, well, why haven't you talked about this on your show when I was on um, TV, National Syndicated Talk Show, Sister Circle? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I didn't want anyone to judge me. I didn't want anyone to judge you. I didn't want anyone to think that you were a bad mom. And she said, let me, let me correct you. First of all, I did not serve you to the monster. Mm -hmm. The monster was always there. Who knew? Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, I want people to understand that oftentimes the monster could be living in your home. Mm -hmm. The monster could be sleeping in your bed. The monster can be your sister, your brother, your uncle, your aunt, your father. The monster can be your mother. Mm -hmm. The monster can be the mailman. It can be someone that you see on a consistent basis. It can be someone that you drop your kid off with all the time. So you tell you tell Officer Friendly. I tell Officer Friendly. And I actually tell Miss Fadia first. You tell Miss Fadia Ms. first. Miss Fadia, yes. And then at that point, did Miss Fadia tell your mom? Yes, we called my mom immediately. And then what did your mom do about the boyfriend? So my mother, my mother didn't play no games. So okay. immediately we called the police. Immediately he was arrested. Arrested. Immediately we went to trial. Immediately my mother put me in counseling. Immediately I was taken care of. So what happened to him? He went to jail. He went. He did go yeah. to jail. And you know I don't remember how long he went to jail for. Uh, unfortunately, you know they don't lock you up for a very long time. I, especially you know me being a little brown girl, I don't think it really mattered back to them much to, back then, right? Yeah. So. He was he was put in jail, and I don't know how long, but he definitely was locked up. Had you ever seen him again? Not at all. Ever in your life? Ever in my life. I wouldn't wow. know who he was if he walked up on me. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Okay, so you 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 come through that mm-hmm. on the other side. Do you have a relationship with your father? I did. And the reason I say I did because my father is deceased now. Okay. Um, my father was always in my life. I say this, and I say it with the, the purest, with the most love, the most love, most love. Mm-hmm. My father was not sweet honey iced tea, but my father was sweet honey iced tea. Okay. And I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and I say he wasn't in Sweet Honey Ice Tea because um, my father never paid a red cent in child support ever for me, mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. never. Mm-hmm. But every time I went to Cleveland to spend summers with him, you hear me? I spent summers with my father. I made sure he made sure I had everything that I needed, mm-hmm. and I left with everything I needed t- till I saw him again. So you never felt like you didn't, you lacked something from your. Dad. I don't know if I would say that because you know, of course, you know, I you always want more from your father. You mm-hmm. want your father in the house. You want your father in the same city, in the same place. I want. I don't know if I, as an adult, I, I, I look back, I'm like, I, I actually had a pretty decent life, you yeah. know what I mean? But, you know, I'm sure at that moment, I probably wanted my father in the house. Like step most, brothers and step like sisters? Most, I had plenty. Um, we don't believe in step. Okay. So I did have um, siblings that my father did have mm-hmm. um, that was not with my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't have a relationship with them. I had an older brother. He went MIA. I don't know. But I, I didn't have a relationship with my siblings. But my brother and I, my mother's son is very, very, and I are very close. But you were raised with him. I was raised right. with my It's different son. because I have um, a sister that my father had prior to marrying my mother. Mm-hmm. And she and I are not that close, mm-hmm. right? And But my brother and I, who had the same mom and dad, mm-hmm. of course, before he passed, because my brother passed on in 2019, we were extremely close. Mm-hmm. So that's just normal when mm-hmm. you live in the same home. Okay, so now you go off to Georgia Southern. Yes. First job out. What, yes. How was that? But let me let me clear something up though, because mm-hmm. um, you know, the man is dead. I gotta make sure. It, uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. So go ahead. my father, you know, I spent summers with my dad. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and like I said, he made sure I had so many. Um, I have a lot of great and fond memories of my father. I remember mm-hmm. when I would come up to. First of all, my father. I've never seen him in jeans mm-hmm. ever. And my father, as soon as I would land in Ohio, my father would have on a, an amazing tailor-made suit, mm-hmm. and I would have a dress that. 
match. So my father took care of me very well when I was there. I always knew um, if I couldn't find my father by picking up the phone and calling him, mm -hmm. I knew that I can call my grandmother and she would always know where my father was. You knew you were loved. I knew, I knew I was loved. See, that's the biggest thing, Kiana, for a child and mm -hmm. especially a little girl, mm -hmm. okay? Knowing that you're loved and valued mm -hmm. takes you so many different places and it helps you make decisions mm -hmm. differently in dating. We're going to talk about that yes. in a minute, okay? Yes. So we're going to go... Georgia Southern. Yes. Graduate. Yes. First job out. What? Yes. So I went to Georgia Southern University. I am a Hope Scholarship recipient. Okay. And the reason why I said that is because I think people need to really understand the importance of, one, playing a lottery. Yeah. <laughs> and two, for those who are in need, there are still, there, there, it's important that they understand that there is a system that was that supports those who need help. Any and everybody can go any, to school. Any and everybody can go to school. And here's the thing. Uh, you know, everyone didn't come from money I did not come from money but mm -hmm. I did not know that we were poor mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and my mother says this she says it all the time she said you didn't know we were poor and your brother did not know we weren't rich mm -hmm. and the re there's a difference there my brother you know he had a great life growing up all his friends were country club kids he you know we built the house that he grew up in he had he spent summers away he went to Africa when he was five. like amazing life mm -hmm. and as did I went to um, um, Disney World so many times since mm -hmm. that he was like look I'm 10 I've been to Disney World enough I'm done mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. so so, uh, you know, I had a good life. I went to Georgia Southern on a scholarship and I went to take the LSAT, decided I did not want to go to law school. And it was just one of those things. I was like, ah, I don't know. And as you're, as a young person, mm -hmm. I think it's also important to mention that we put a lot of pressure on them at 17, 18, 19, to 20, know what you want to do, to know what you want to do for mm -hmm. the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. I went through multiple, um, multiple um, majors, multiple classes. I was like, okay, I started off as a programmer. I was going to do computer programming. Then I went through, I was going to do this. I was going to do that. And I landed on marketing because it was a general business degree. Mm -hmm. And I figured at the end of the day, I know a little bit about a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. I know a little bit about running a business. I know a little bit about entrepreneurship. I know a little bit about, you know, marketing a business. Mm -hmm. And that is what I did. So when I graduated, I decided I wanted to take the law um, LSAT just because I, I was always passionate about what was going on in the community. I always was very passionate of, of understanding how the government worked. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, uh, the LSAT, these people, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think like them, <laughs> right? Right. And so I ended up getting the job with Sony. Okay. And I was uh, in working for the marketing department for Sony. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, amazing, job. amazing job, amazing money, mm -hmm. amazing, amazing, amazing. Mm -hmm. I have no complaints mm -hmm. but one. Mm -hmm. uh, the one complaint was when they when they transferred my job to California. I didn't know nobody in California. So you didn't go? I didn't go. Oh. I didn't want to go. I was like, my mama's here. I don't know nobody on the West Coast. So you didn't stay here for a man, though, right? I did not stay. What man? I'm just saying. Girl, Because a no. lot of times people let things pass by because... No, I, honestly, I didn't know anyone in California. Okay. But although I was in a long-term relationship, I okay. met my... Yeah, I met my ex. And I, I said, knew a man was somewhere. No, baby, a he man did. was somewhere yeah, in the mix. he was, but let me clear it up with you right now, okay? Because <laughs> all... Listen, I love that man. And I won't lie to you. I loved mm -hmm. him so much, I would have married him on a bike with no socks. You so know how crazy in love so I had Kiana, to be? where did you meet him at in college? I met him in college. Okay, we so fell, what happened? Yeah, we fell in love. I was 19 years old. We mm -hmm. were together till I was 29. Mm -hmm. And I'll be Ooh, honest with you, a long, long time. time. I was. I loved him so much. I was so busy looking backwards at how much time I spent, I forgot to turn around and look at how much time I would waste. But this is what my father taught me. Okay, hold on. 10 years. 10 years. 
formative years. Yes. Did you, did you ever watch Kevin Samuels? Uh, girl, go ahead. Okay, but uh, everybody can have the. Go ahead. I'm waiting on what you're going to say. Kevin Sometimes, said, every now and then. Your, your Kevin said your best years was 19 to 21. After 21, your prime, 21, 25. After 25, you know how Kevin talked. Mm-hmm. Was there any part within that time that you said, wait a minute? I know you ain't tapping the Rolex. Hold on, slow down. <laughs> so I'll tell you, I, I did. And the reason, and he proposed to me multiple times, but I'll tell you why I didn't marry him. Okay. Okay, so I so I told you that my father taught me a lot of lessons. Okay. My father was sweet honey iced tea, but wasn't sweet honey iced tea. Okay. He taught me a lot of things to see in a man. Now, again, he was an athlete. So I thought we was going into the league. You heard me mm-hmm. say we was we, going into we, the league. But he got injured. So there wasn't okay. a, he didn't have a plan B, but thank God I did. Amen? Mm-hmm. What I say, he didn't have a plan B, but, but I did. Right. Which tells you I, I could have been, I sh- <laughs> what we was doing, I should have been somebody's mama. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But he already had children. Mm-hmm. So what I was not going to do was put a baby on him, right? Because mm-hmm. he already had two. One minute. Two before y'all two met? Two before me. Girl, yeah. So, okay. I like the one that happened in between. He okay. had two babies already before we met. But let me also say this. Okay. He was. He came from a good family. Mm-hmm. He had. I cannot bash him. He came from a good family. You know, he had, his grandparents raised him. I, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about him. But I will say that from 19 years old to 29, we I just wasn't sitting there. Mm-hmm. I dated. Okay. I dated good. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. But I loved him, so I wanted it to work out. I really wanted us to be together. But you know, hey, sir, you don't know, you don't have a plan B. What I'm gonna do? But I also okay. That's why y'all broke up because technically he didn't have an outlook on what was. He gonna didn't know happen what he was gonna do with him. Okay. So, but he did cheat. I mean, what man? Athlete, fine, big old man. What man didn't cheat? Right, right, right. So what I did not do was so that up. wasn't a breaking. So everybody well, has their breaking point. You right? know, I left, but then I, I won't lie to you. I did go back. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, what do you do when you're 19 years well, old? 19, your love, y'all you kids, don't know no better. You don't really right, right. right. From 19 to 29 is it's very that part, young, that very part, very that young. Part. So what was the factor? That, so when you you said I'm gone to walk away from a 10 year relationship, mm-hmm. you guys basically grew up together. We did. What? How did you grab the strength to say I'm gone and not I love look me back? More. I love me more. But it's than, gotta be that. No, that no, sounds no. like a Mary Jane no, no, no. on BET. No, no, no. Come on, Kiana, no, you gotta tell me the truth. I'm gonna keep it 100. What's going on? I'm How? Okay, keep it. So. Listen, like I said, I spent a lot of time looking backwards and I forgot to turn around and look forward. Okay. I loved him. I would never lie to you about mm-hmm. that. But I also loved myself more. Mm-hmm. I knew. And that's in that 10-year span, I bought a house. I moved to Houston. I was always moving forward mm-hmm. while he was in the same st- mm-hmm. same position. Well, did so, you find that he was becoming envious of yours? Uh, I don't know about envious. I just mm-hmm. know he wasn't making no progress. Mm-hmm. I literally live fences. You know, have you seen the movie mm-hmm. when she said, I've been sitting here with you? Yes, sir. I'm in here with you. Mm-hmm. I, rolled my, I rolled my sleeves up. I'm in the gym. You so you said to yourself, it's something else better out it here. It has to be. Do you ever regret it? No. Never. No. Have you, you know, have I don't you have ever seen him since then? I see him all the time. And, and if I wanted him, I could have him, check. But Ooh. I don't want him. Is so, he married now? No, he's I think he's engaged. Okay. Okay. But no shade. I mean, he's he got little... Yeah, but Kiana said, I'm that girl. I, I'm, I'm, I'm that girl to every man I've ever been with. So sis. when you see him, hi. heart doesn't flutter, no. nothing. Hello. Completely he's... over. And, my... and you all messy, but I like it. <laughs> um, this is the thing. I like, I know, when I see him, he's still fine, but he ain't. Listen, let me tell you something. What I wasn't able to do 
then, then back then, mm-hmm. and what I can't do now is take fine to the bank. That's I can't take yes. a bag of fine to the bank. That. I would much rather have an unattractive man that knows his position in That's my right. life as a man and the head of the household that is supposed to provide. That's He's right. supposed to provide, protect, and cover. I went on a, I went on many dates, and a guy would ask me, "What do you mean by provide, protect, and cover?" If I got to explain that to you, you're not the man. Not for me. the one. You're not the one. I should never have to explain to a man. That you are supposed to provide. What does that look like? I, listen, sir, I'm not a 50 50 female. Does he have to make more money than you? I would prefer that he did. Does he have yes. to? And let me tell you why. I, I want people to say yes, no, yes. Okay, I get okay, it. Yes. And let me tell you why I okay. prefer and I want him to. Okay. Because so to me, mm-hmm. I'm a very, very, very uh, aggressive, assertive um, businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to go get I'm a dog when it comes down to business. Mm-hmm. I need my man to do that. I need. I don't want so to. So you, you think two alphas can, can. I believe two alphas can definitely do it because a woman can get, will yield mm-hmm. and she will submit to a man who have a plan. That's right. I'm not if you if mm-hmm. I, I if I'm out hustling you if I'm now again only reason first of all if I'm in that kind of relationship my man should like babe I got it mm-hmm. and I in my heart of hearts trust that he has it mm-hmm. my heart of hearts know that he has it and the only reason I say this all the time the evolution of a strong woman comes because of a weak man but somebody find, in her life failed her but Kiana do you find it difficult to date men that you find qualified mm-hmm. per your requirements mm-hmm. do you find it difficult dating because most of those type of men don't find alpha women attractive it's very difficult dating. yeah so so how does that go how, how like let's be real about it like mm-hmm. because they are not looking for alpha women I don't know if they're looking for women, period. I don't know oh. what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I always say here in Atlanta, there's a very, very, very specific dating ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of successful women here. And unfortunately, because... And, and we we having this conversation? Yeah, we Let's having do it. it. Let's have okay, it. Okay, so in Atlanta, there's a, there's a very, very, like I said, specific ecosystem. So you have gay, you have bisexual, mm-hmm. right? You have down low. Those men are not an option for me at all. Mm-hmm. Period. Are you sure? Because, you know, these millennials, are saying they're I'm down not a millennial. I'm, I'm real grown. Thi- I'm no, real grown. They are like, okay. I'm 44 flat foot and I know what I want. <laughs> okay, so so they're not an option for me. Okay. Then you got the Molly and the Polly. So who was Molly? Molly is the one who he always high on something, mm-hmm. right? There mm-hmm. We have guys out here who are grown men who are walking in the float in the cloud. Like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. That's not an option for me. Okay. I don't take pills. If you smoke a little weed, that's fine. And if you... You I, said a little. I, a little, but I mean, if your whole day <laughs> is predicated on... If I you're gotta walking get, up and I'm smelling all over you, Sir, you like, your, I smell how, how it on much, the tips of your fingers and your nails and your yeah. lips. No, okay, okay. Right. And Polly, that Polly lifestyle. No, I'm not a sister wife. You know, I'm a not lot a, of people it's a lot into of that. that. I am shocked at how many people are into this. Polly I have life. a theory. What's the theory? I have a theory. I believe that women have uh, subjected themselves and settled to that because they're not enough quality men. And there, there are some women who are okay with the cis. I salute you. Do you? Mm-hmm. But that's not. First of all, my pH balance ain't normal enough for all that. Girl, we, we, we use Dove white soap and no perfume or cologne. That's so, right. Sorry. No, no joke. And, no and joke. by the way, honey pot. Hey, better. Running around here with all these folks floating around here because you don't on. know what's going on, no. right? And, and you know. <laughs> Since we're going there, bacteria um, materialize in a woman differently than it does in a man. Mm-hmm. So, if like, I think somebody, what was it? Uh, uh, what's the man with the 12 baby? Yes, Nick Cannon Nick said Cannon that 80%. Said, no, baby, it's you. I, 
listen. You it jumping is. in you and jumping out. in and you taking yeah, it to this one to that one. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. wondering, it just made me, when I look at him, I describe my face because I'm like, you what mean to tell me you him? run around here these and then I look at all these baby mamas and I'm saying and something wrong say, with these yes. baby y'all all he's saying y'all have a problem and what would make you say you know what I want to be his 13th baby no mama. right no. but I will on? tell you but this poly, also but not only that look at poly lifestyle is Diddy, not for Carisha, me and, and people saying she winning I'm about to tell you what the issue is. And What's so the issue? I, I just want to drop this little tea on people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, you don't always have to go to their doctor all the time for a, if you have an issue. You can get boric acid, the suppositories mm-hmm. that will help. And I know it sounds crazy. Fellas don't have a clue what it is to have a vagina. You would never understand this. But your, your OBGYN will say, instead of coming to see me all the time, mm-hmm. if it's not, if you know it's just like, if it's a... Uh, something ain't right. Something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, it, you know, you can use a consistent boric acid suppository that can help you maintain your pH, especially after your cycle, you know, your pH balance is a little off, mm-hmm. you know, you may, your diet changes based on whatever, you can use that to help with yeast and everything. Anyway, I'm not nobody's OBGYN, but I told you I know a little bit about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Now, Polly, I believe wholeheartedly that Polly lifestyle came one, out of boredom. Some mm-hmm. women may just be bored. Men just want options. Mm-hmm. But I also believe it is a lack of uh, uh, numbers. There's not enough men to supply the women. And I'm not saying there's not men out there. Like, there's a man. He's a man. Mm-hmm. He's a man. Mm-hmm. I'm saying quality men. Men, right. So, you're looking around. If you got all your stuff together and you're a woman, you, you're you you're single, you're independent, you're financially stable, you're mentally stable, or not, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You want a man that you can share life with Mm -hmm. and he's not available now here's the thing i I was going to say this so you have so we went to the five we said molly and polly we said gay we said down low we said um Gabe down low and what else did I say? That's it. Gabe down low by by and molly and polly then there's their then there's the husbands you know the husbands run up yeah. Oh, listen. the husbands are available. Yeah. They want you to be understanding. They want you to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They they'll take care of you. And mm-hmm. guess what? That husband, because he is a quality man mm-hmm. to a certain extent, he's you already know he he marries. He's but you also know he's not gonna leave his wife. He's not gonna leave his family. Mm-hmm. So what that has ha- what has has happened with that is it's created a side chick mentality mm-hmm. and environment. There are a portion of women who just say, well, you know, he a good man. He take care of me and I don't want to be by myself. Now, what does that look like? That woman that's willing and able to accept that she's broken. Mm-hmm. A woman that will accept anything that a man give. My father told me that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. If, if the man, listen, if a man show up broken, he better be willing and able to become whole. Well, put you in know, the they, work. they celebrate the side chicks because did you see they have a campaign out with crystals hmm. called, they have a new little I see that. chicken thing called side chick. And I'm not a fan. And they said the side chick is better than the main chick or something on the billboard. I was saying, so this is what we're doing now? It is. And that's and you know it's deeper than that. That's the breakdown of the family. And why didn't they use a white girl? Right. Did you they see that? They used a sister and they she had was a gorgeous. Sister and she was gorgeous. And I just, it sent a lot of messages in my head. Yeah. It's also telling the young girls this it's is okay what you to be should. a side chick yes. and you should accept that and you should, you should allow that. that so what I so my father said to me if okay it's one thing for a man to be broken but he also has to be in the process of trying to become whole he has to be willing to go through the process of becoming a better man mm-hmm. so you don't necessarily write him off because he's broken but where is he in his healing process where is he where is he trying mm-hmm. is he putting forth the effort otherwise if the man can't show up 100% of himself that's not the man that's not the one so 
So the the the, the ex fiance nineteen to twenty nine was that the longest relationship you had been in? Yes, I would say that. Most, yeah, you think it's, years, was it the yeah. mo- was it the most uh, formative one? Is that the one that you would say? I think back on and I'm like, oh. Yeah, it okay. was. And I will tell you, I have no regrets I, I, other than, you know, I probably, I probably should have left them a long time ago. But mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was just sitting there. We broke up for a year. We got back together. We broke up for two years. You know, for 10 years, mm-hmm. I was with him. Mm-hmm. But again, I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about men in that with that particular relationship. Mm-hmm. But I also would like to say this. In the midst of me being in that relationship, I accomplished a lot of things. Sure I, bought a, I bought a house. Mm-hmm. I moved to Houston. I traveled. Listen, <coughs> I, I uh, oh, is that COVID? Girl, no, girl. Don't be coughing, nah. girl. Don't mm-hmm. be coughing because I didn't get the COVID. Girl. Okay. Well, I didn't look. either. Okay. Um, so, you know, for me, I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. Girl, left him and one of my girlfriends who was a lesbian in the mm-hmm. house that I bought in Houston. I said, look, y'all got six months to get your stuff together but because I'm leaving. When I got laid off from my, oh, so I didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. So after Sam, so after Sony, I, mm-hmm. I got laid off because remember my job was moving to um, California and mm-hmm. I did not want to go. So I went to go see my girlfriend in um, Las Vegas and mm-hmm. I was there, just there, girl, partying up, turning up. And she was like, you've been here for almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? And I was like, oh, girl, I forgot to tell you, girl, I don't have no job. Now, is that how you began um, becoming a comedian? Absolutely not. Okay. No. So she okay. said to me, she said, you don't got a job. I said, no, girl. Like, they laid me off. I don't know what I'm going to do. She said, girl, send me a resume. So she also went to Georgia Southern University. Okay. So I sent her my resume. Mm-hmm. I interviewed and had to get and got the job and had to move to Houston within two weeks. Yeah, I remember because I think when I first saw you doing stand-up, you were in Atlanta. And then you, and I said you went away. That was when you went to Houston. I don't right? know. No, no, that's not how it happened. Because okay. I didn't start doing um, stand-up until Houston. So when I moved to Houston, I started. Okay. Um, my And so my friend, shout out to her, uh, Demetria Caston, she mm-hmm. dared me to do stand-up because I was telling her about all the makeups and breakup stories mm-hmm. between me and my ex. I mm-hmm. We call him Decade. So my Decade <laughs> love, I you know, I was telling her what happened. She was like, girl, this is hilarious. You need to tell this on stage. And I was like, you want to laugh at my misery? She was like, yes! It was funny! Mm-hmm. So... I started doing stand-up while I was in Houston. And then when I, and it's so funny, girl. Why did my boss see me? I did Who's Got Jokes with Bill mm-hmm. Bellamy and mm-hmm. Rodney Perry. And my boss saw the show. He said, I think I saw you on TV. I was like, you ain't seen me? He was like, yes, I did. Girl, send me a picture. <laughs> and let's be, and I did not tell the man I was taking off work. I was all in D.C. working and mm-hmm. recording a TV show. <laughs> and ended up moving, um, so got laid off because they laid off 15% of the team and I was included in that. He figured that I would be okay. Because I didn't have children, I wasn't married, so they laid me off, and because they had to cut fifteen percent of the team, and mm. then I moved to L.A. And so it was like now or never, or never, because uh, at the end of the day, I I, I had um, plenty of money in the bank, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful, 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 nice severance package. Mm-hmm. Um, moved to L.A., stayed with my girlfriend, I had a brand new BMW outside her house, and I was like, you know, this not gonna work. Mm-hmm. I got this beautiful, beautiful drop top outside this house on your couch, sis. I don't live like this. Mm. So then 2010 is when I moved back to Atlanta. Okay. Because I think I do remember you pulling up to one of the uh, clubs in that drop top. Girl, what well, you know? The girl. And my BMW. BMW. Yes, BMW ma'am. drop top. I yes, remember that because it was a sports one, yeah, right? I it did was real it was beautiful. Thank you. It was beautiful. Thank you. I was like, okay, this is Kiana. This is the Kiana dancing. Yes, okay. she's doing her thing. Kiana's doing it. Okay, so then you began um, comedy. Yes. So I was already doing comedy when I came back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So when, because you know, my mother, we moved here when I was nine. Okay. So, you know, 
Yes, it was nine. Because you know who I was coming? I was going to see Katrina Pope. Yes, do you remember her? I do. Y'all shared a ticket or something, yes. right? And I saw, I was going to see her, and then I saw you, and I was like, she is hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you know, so Atlanta really, really, um, like I say, uh, give, gave me my wings. Mm -hmm. Because you, when you do stand-up here in Atlanta, it's a different type of energy. It's mm -hmm. a different muscle that you work. Mm -hmm. No matter where you are in the world, uh, they know, oh, you do, you from Atlanta? I can tell. They, you know, because mm -hmm. your stand-up is different. You, it's a different aggression. It's a different type of And you're energy. able to leave your heart on the stage. I, absolutely. You can leave it time. all there. Leave absolutely. it all there. Because that's how I even knew about all of the stuff that you talked about that you experienced. You are very transparent. Thank and I you. think those are the best comedians. Thank you. But then you began to graduate uh, yeah. in, in show business, As you right? Do. yes. And you became one of the first um, talk show hosts. Yes. For the nationally syndicated Sister Circle. Yes. I was so excited when I heard about the show because one, we were mm -hmm. getting a show. So when all black women mm -hmm. celebrated yeah. that. Yeah. And then when they announced that it was in Atlanta, I'm like, yes, yes! yes! opportunity, yes! especially for publicists like myself to yes. get our Your clients, clients on. Yep. And then thirdly, when they started unveiling the folks who were selected, yes. and when I saw you, I was like, yes. Yes, they it was got definitely this. a bucket I was like, they me. got this right. And yeah. I don't even, everybody was sending everybody congratulations. If I remember inboxing you, you probably don't remember saying, congratulations, so girl. Da, 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 da. I was so, so, so happy for yeah. you and Rashawn and um, Quad. And Selena Johnson. And Selena. Yes. Yes. That was, to me, that was the line. And it was the perfect mix of diversity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was the single girl with no kids. You know, Quad was married with no children. Mm -hmm. Of course, Selena and uh, and Rashawn, they were both married with children. Uh, Selena didn't have girls. Uh, Rashawn did. So, you know, it was a very good mix of diversity. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we all had very different backgrounds. I grew up in a household with a single mother. You know, Quad had her both father and, uh, you know, all of them grew up with their um, mother and father in mm -hmm. the household. And, you know, it was just a very interesting diverse but it worked you it, know did. What I mean? it, it did it worked i think you guys had a great dynamic mm -hmm. um so what happened that's funny i knew you was gonna go you well, was I mean, going there girl. yeah what happened so because you, i didn't understand kiana i'm gonna be honest with mm -hmm. you i thought everything was going well well i did too i i'll tell you i was the last to find out that i was not going on to, sec uh, to second season and what you know what i've come to understand that that is tv mm -hmm. you know you can i took second season um promo shots i thought we were popping I mean, they had you taking they did photos they did I, you think they knew then oh i think certainly they did because in hindsight when you look back i don't know if the girls knew but i know upper management and the producer so they were open to wasting money Hey, I, listen, ma'am. Let me tell you this. I took picture. I took pro, proto. Uh, I took the second season proto photo shoots mm -hmm. and in the promo shots, and I was very surprised. I, I when I looked around, none, my outfit didn't match, match anyone else's, so that didn't make sense. So to you me. did an escape move. Did you hear about all this drama with escape? No. It was something at the late. Was it the Soul Train Music Awards? Something just happened, and all the girls had on like a nude bling, and then Tamika. It's something going on. Tamika had on. So they're saying that Tamika's trying to do this whole 
solo Beyonce thing on them again at this grand age that they are, this big age that they are, but they're doing, so they kind of had you different from the rest of the girls. Well, no one told my stylist what color we were wearing. Um, they said wear whatever. That's the same but, thing she said. Which we so thought told was, her. it was odd, but I will tell you, I stood there and did my thing. I so did it make it easy for them to edit you out? I, uh, yeah, because what I didn't, yeah. Yeah, because what you they even had think on, about the the poses was it poses that was easy to edit you out and put someone else in your you know pose? the way that we posed it was always easy but yeah it was easy to edit me out but more importantly they all matched and I didn't so that was it you know that so was the did, red thumb. did that start to ignite something in you like what's going on no I did not know I promise you I did not know until nobody nobody said anything to me until what I was trying to do is get time off to shoot a movie for BET mm -hmm. and then I kept asking my producer I need the time off I need the time off and that is when she told me so, I mean, it is what it is. TV is what, it, you know, TV does that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're there. You may be their sweetheart today and not their sweetheart mm -hmm. tomorrow. And which mm -hmm. is fine with me because mm -hmm. I learned so much about myself. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about the girls. I learned a lot about the industry. At the end of the day, it was an amazing run for mm -hmm. me. It was a beautiful experience. And I I, um, I know for a fact that it's not the end for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, what you also have to know, too, that one is when one chapter is closed Come doesn't on. mean that's it that's, it that, just means that the yeah. expiration is there and it's time for you to move on yeah. to something else I remember seeing um, I was you know really bummed out when I saw but I was happy for my girl Trina mm -hmm. congratulations Trina yes. for that um, but I was bummed out about what happened with how you, it happened. how yeah. it happened. But then I saw the great announcement. You then opened up. You became a franchise owner, right? Yes. yes. And so I was celebrating. You don't realize how many people are on the back end celebrating and rooting yes. for you and yes. wanting to see you succeed. Yes. Thank you. So tell me about your franchise. So before I say that, I want to I want to say this. I want to kind of tie that up in a nice little bow. Okay. I, I want to say, you know, I thank Tegna, who is the owner of Sister Circle, and even. Um, I forgot her name, so let me just leave that out. The producer, uh, I would say I thank them because they gave me the opportunity to come on live TV mm -hmm. to say goodbye to my viewers, which and, is and unheard of. Do they don't unheard do that. Yeah. I am very, very gracious for that. That says a lot about you. Yes, and I was very gracious because there was no telling what I would have could have said. Right? right. And I just was really honored that I had the opportunity to say goodbye to my viewers. And because, you know, oftentimes you'll watch a show and it's just like, poof, gone. You know did what I mean? Did you cry? I did not. I kept it together. I and I'm a crybaby for those that don't know. I'm mm -hmm. really a crybaby. My mm -hmm. eyes are always swelling up. But I was very, very happy to be able to say goodbye. And I held my head high. And I knew what was going on as far as I was being let go. But I did not know why. Right. And I would never know why. I also didn't know who knew. And that doesn't even matter. Did that hurt you, though, that, that you feel like the you were the only one in the room. Of course, it hurt. Yeah. It, all, it always, it all, it, of yeah. course, it would hurt. But what I was fully aware of, and I always will be aware of, I am God's child, and every door that was meant to be open for me will always open. Do they, period. Do the girls still check on you? I don't hear from anyone other than Rashawn every now and then. Mm -hmm. I did see uh, Quad a couple months ago, and it was it was cordial. It was good. She spoke. We hugged, and it was it. it was but it. did you guys talk a lot before then? Anyway, we did. We had we we spoke often. So but that that has to hurt. A little. Um, no, because, no. you know, some people are in your life for a season. And, and some people are in your life for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I believe that season and those reasons were, they're gone. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, I, I love them regardless. I see them. I mm -hmm. hate it, but I have no ill will towards anyone. Mm -hmm. I believe that people can just decide to 
relationships where can be is. where and, and not have beef. Yeah, Why do we have absolutely. to have beef about absolutely. everything, right? I believe people think that black women can't just let things no, go. We and I see, go. and it's funny, I have a, um, a mutual friend, uh, her name is Cherie, who's friends with with uh, Trina. Mm-hmm. And I went to a fundraiser to see Trina all the time. Mm-hmm. Just spoke to the Tawanda. I, listen, let me tell you something. Life is so short. I don't have the energy or even the desire to mm-hmm. be mad at anybody mm-hmm. about anything. Well, you can't be mad at, first of all, Tawanda's like a sister to me, right? Yeah. But you can't be mad at them anyway because all they did, all Trina did was take, take an job. opportunity that, that was, was given to her. her. Yeah. Right. She didn't do anything. Yeah. And the reality of it is, and even from the producer's perspective, they had to have had some reason as to why they did what they did. Whether we agree with it or not, they had to make the difficult decision. And sometimes we just can't. Yeah, and we don't have to like it. We I don't. Mean, I was told is. on record, off record, it was about the social media numbers. I, I, listen, sis, I don't know. I don't care. All I know is it was an, great, it was an amazing opportunity It was an amazing time while yes, I lasted, it was. right? And I, I wish everybody from the top, bottom, eating, north, left, right, I, I wish all of them the best of luck. Okay, so CPM. Right, CPR, CPR. Yep. Let's talk CPR. about it. How how did you become a franchise owner? So you know, my mom worked for LG. My brother also worked in the industry, and I worked for Sony and Samsung. Mm-hmm. And so my mother was asking me. She was like, Kiana, we really need to think about it, opening up a business. And I said, Well, what do you want to do? And we went through multiple businesses, you know, from uh, fran- different franchises and uh, just or- different organizations. None of us wanted to cook, so it wasn't going to be a restaurant, <laughs> uh, staffing agencies, trucking companies, Amazon. And it kind of landed on CPR cell phone repair because I break my phone all the time. All the time, my screen is broken. Mm-hmm. And I was spending $300, $300, dollars $300, $300 a pop mm-hmm. on every time I was replacing my screen. And so my mother came upon CPR cell phone repair. Mm-hmm. And she was actually going doing all the research because she had back surgery. So she was at home. She was like, girl, I don't, want, I don't know about going back to work. I said, well, find a business. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And she came upon CPR repair. And then we researched it. We visited the organization. We bought into the organization and realized that we were, my mom and I, are the only single black women to own within the company. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow, wow. Yes. So how has the ride been so far? You know, it's been up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a location in Marietta at one time. In, in Kennesaw, the, right? Kennesaw. Yeah. Well, yo, not I live, Kennesaw, but Bear Parkway. Bear, yeah, because yes. I live up in that up in that area, and I remember when you Come made on, that. Come <laughs> And I remember when you made that announcement. I was like, okay. Yes, yes. Up in and, my neck woods. And yeah, your neck of your woods, right. Uh-huh. And so we're now in, thank God, we have one location now. It's in Duluth. It's two minutes away from my home. I literally can walk. It's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, business is up, business is down, like with anything, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we had to really pivot during the pandemic because our business is a very, you, you we have to, it's a, what's it? Yeah, it's a touch. Connect, it's, it's a touch. touch. It's yeah, a touch business. feel. Uh-huh. So we, we implemented a lot of things like curbside service. Uh, we did the drop off and pick up so that people did not necessarily have to come into the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're, right now is the time where business is down. Anytime, it's about to come up um, based on the holidays. People are starting to spend money because mm-hmm. I don't just repair phones. I sell things. I sell phones. I sell PlayStations, Xboxes, any any kind of mobile, the mobile device that you want, I can have it. I can mm-hmm. get it for you. What do you think about this latest uh, election that we just came through? Mm-hmm. As a business owner, what do you? How does this impact you? You know, I understand, and and my mother's going to kill me when I say this. I understand the attraction to a Trump. 
I do. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a business owner, people who are, you know, concerned about their bottom line, about their taxes, mm-hmm. how much money they get to keep and bring home and the loopholes they get to avoid to pay taxes. But at the end of the day, I'm not a franchiser at home when I'm looking across the table at my family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I get it. I know that the, it's all about the bottom line. So for me, I was very disappointed. Um, let's just be clear. I was very disappointed about Stacey Abrams losing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. When I when I talk to a lot of people who... Were you disappointed because she was a black woman or were you disappointed because of the platform in which she's she's all of it okay i'm a i'm very disappointed with the fact that she was a black woman and she would have been the first mm-hmm. i'm disappointed with the fact that she's a democrat because i am a democrat mm-hmm. i'm disappointed with the fact that she is open to and was willing to legalize marijuana mm-hmm. i am op- i am disappointed because she stands on the same side of the fence as i do when it comes to women's rights i am disappointed that she is she fights for the small person mm-hmm. whether that's black blue orange or green white or, or yellow she fights for the small person. What was your biggest challenge with Kemp? You know, Kemp to me, oh Lord, um, I understand, and a lot of people won't like this, but I get that, you know, the Second Amendment, amendment is important. Mm-hmm. You should be able to bear arms. Mm-hmm. You should. But everybody does not deserve to carry a gun. You need to be sound in the mind. Mm-hmm. You need to be mm-hmm. emotionally responsible mm-hmm. and you need to carry a firearm. See, back in the day when we were coming up and I assume you're at least in your 40s mm-hmm. or I assume, I don't know, maybe poorly, but um, we used to fight. Remember, we'll pull, our, we'll pull our hair back and we'll put some Vaseline on our mm-hmm. face and we'll fight and even give you a time and a place to come fight. That's right. Nowadays, you don't do that. The first thing they do is pull out a gun because why? So the, you, why are you why? Because we don't have the emotional intelligence. We don't understand the repercussions when you pull out a gun. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're hot-headed. We're already frustrated. Many of us are walking around here as powder cakes ready to combust mm-hmm. into dust and we're angry and we're so we're bringing all of this a shameless plug, all this baggage <laughs> from our past into the room and into our fights opposed to let's talk it out, let's settle it a different way, let's settle it like adults. So it's very disappointing and I don't like the fact that everybody is able to walk around with a gun on their hip. Because you saw what happened in UVA, right? It makes me nervous. And this is the, the, the thing that makes me nervous about what happened in UVA is and the, and the part that nobody wants to talk about let's is, talk about it. you know, what happened in UVA was not... Um, the cops mm-hmm. mistreating our, our boys. Mm-hmm. What happened in UVA was a black male mm-hmm. that shot up and killed three other black men on a predominantly white university. Mm-hmm. Campus. Yes, and he injured two others. One is mm-hmm. in critical condition and one mm-hmm. is, um, I think, they not critical but stable. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about that. You know, there was a time when you hear crimes like that. You can, We used to be able to say... These white people crazy. Yep. Just to be clear. I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Don't be mad at me. Mm-hmm. Just keep it 100. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't know this, if I don't know what your viewers look like, but I'm going to tell you, that's what we used to say. Mm-hmm. Now, we almost have to, we do say, let me see the picture. Right. Because. You pause. You pause mm-hmm. and you say, let's see the picture. And wow. the reason why that is, is again, we are as a people, and I'm saying, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say we, people, period. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. We're under so much pressure. We're under so much pressure from life, uh, home, work, whatever lacks, your lack of income, your lack of support, whatever that is and whatever that looks like to you, you there's a lot of pressure to sustain yourself under that pressure. And what's happening is there's nowhere to turn. Mental illness is an all-time high. Mental illness And I believe is, a lot of it 
just exploded during the pandemic. Right, because people were, first of all, you're now, you're isolated, mm -hmm. and you're isolated with your own voices in your head. Mm -hmm. You're isolated with your own issues, and now you don't have an outlet because mm -hmm. they're telling you, whoever they, you know, that I am one who said, hey, I ain't going out there. I don't want it. I didn't get COVID, mm -hmm. so I don't want to yeah, go outside either. and play with the people, so I'm okay staying in my house. <laughs> I was very comfortable. I, you know, I'm it. an introvert anyway. Uh-huh. Are you? No, no, I'm not. You are full I'm, 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 I'm on extrovert. Extrovert, but uh -huh. I'm very okay being in my house. I okay. like my house. Very comfortable extra, house. Yeah, but you got to make your house comfortable. Listen, you got to make your house and your whole world comfortable. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I think mm -hmm. the other issue is a lot of people were looking to social media as a um, confirmation. And what they fail to realize, social media is social lives. That's oh, Everybody yes. is lying. They're, they're, they're not living their life that grand. They don't have that much money. Her butt ain't that big. Mm -mm. Her hair ain't that long. The waist her, ain't that small. waist ain't that small. Her <laughs> face ain't that big. Mm -hmm. She's lying. Mm -hmm. He's lying. That's not his car. That's not. And he paid for that girl. Mm -hmm. Like, all of it. All of it is a lie. It's so a lie. if you're living your life to that as a standard, you're already putting yourself in a situation which you can't win. Mm -hmm. Because now you're comparing. But first of all, I wish, listen, Kim Kardashian looked the way that she do because all she do is work on herself. That's it. And it takes hours before she goes out to take her first picture and then scraps 99% of them before they can even. Remember that one guy lost his job for posting Chloe's picture? Yeah. Uh, edit. So you people are putting themselves up against those high standards yeah. and can't hold up unattainable standards unattainable so standards. and I and you know you mentioned mental health and I want to make sure I say this y'all gonna be mad at me uh all of it, everybody ain't crazy some people are purposefully doing this right some people do it because they just want to Mm -hmm. And I guess and just of, don't care no more, and don't right? care anymore. Don't have any regard for anyone, and don't have nothing no, to lose. Nothing to lose, and and see, what's very unfortunate about the young man, he was an honor world student who shot up those people, and he, they, they were, said he skipped off the bus. I said, what the hell? Yeah, Keanu, he skipped yeah. off the bus, and that's what's so sad. Like, what brought what? you to that breaking? And point? I can't imagine what those parents got. And they got that They're going call. Through. And you know, another thing I would like to say: if there's any coaches or coaches' wives that are listening, if you have young, because my brother played football and he lost his scholarship because he got injured. And here's mm -hmm. the thing: um, oftentimes, when you lose something that has always been your your you, mm -hmm. as an athlete. As a, uh, I don't know, even a, I, I'll go so far as say a police officer. If you only have only only been able to identify yourself by what you do, I think it's important that we understand that there needs to be some something in the system that helps people, you know, deal with that. So that young man, from what I understand, he was on the team but wasn't playing or something was going on. He may have had a break, like a mental break, mm -hmm. where he's like, well, if I'm not going to play ball, what am I going to do? Titles. 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 Affirm you, uh -huh. you affirm yourself mm -hmm. by what how people look at you and, and how people mm -hmm. view you and mm -hmm. perceive you and how you look and perceive yourself. So mm -hmm. now that you don't play ball, what are you? Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Am I even still... Yeah, am I still relevant? Am I still worthy? And see, that's why I think it's important that coaches, you have to coach up your boys. Mm -hmm. Coach up your Most girls. Most of these coaches, though, I think they're just thinking about... They're about the win. They're about the win because they're about their dollars, and their dollars are tied to the win. And that is why... So you can't leave it just with the coaches. It's important that the moms and the dads the moms and, and the, dads. the community come around these young men and that's these young right. women and let them know that you are more than that football player. Mm -hmm. You are more than that volleyball player. You are mm -hmm. more than that baseball player. Whatever sport you 
you play or whatever it is that you do mm-hmm. that you identify yourself as. Because the, re- the reality is, Kiana, these kids are commodities. They are. They are as but you good have, as, as they, they bring the dollars to the yes, university. Yes, yes, And once they no longer, because if you really cared about the kid, once the child was injured because they were playing your sport, you would not take their scholarship from yeah, them. Yeah, that's true. And you so, have to remember this also, but it's reciprocal. Mm-hmm. So you're so the athlete is pulling in just as much as the uh, it, well, I won't say just as much, but the opportunity, the yield for the athlete yield it could be just as much as the school. It could be. Could it's be. still a risk. It's still a risk. Still so a which, risk. but it, it is. So it's a give take situation. It's a give. But yes, I will put the onus on the university to do more. I will put the onus on the even on the coaches to do. more. When I think about mental health, I also think about um, the mission that you created, Baggage Claim, right? Yes, yes, So how did you get into mental health? What what was it that said, I need to do something more here? So I'm a product of the couch. You know, I've always been on the couch. Mm -hmm. My mother put me in counseling when I was six years old. I've always had a therapist. My best friend's uh, ex-best friend mother was a a psychiatrist. So Mm -hmm. it'll be times she's like, do we need to have a session? Mm -hmm. You know, yes. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what's going on. (laughs) I'm having some troubles today. Uh, So, you know, I wrote a book called Bye Bye Bags, Laughing to Lighten the Low, where Mm -hmm. I discuss healing myself whole through laughter. And I'll be honest. That's all I can do is be honest with you. This this didn't start deep, sis. This started with me sitting. Mm-hmm. Listen, I had plastic surgery. Okay, what kind? Of, okay, let's girl. Talk about it. What I had I got the bags under my eyes removed. I got them from my father. My okay. father gave. I inherited bags from my father. They and did I, a good job. Was I don't see it. Girl, I used to tell so my daddy all, all, done, all I had done. And so I used, one minute. Hold no, on. No I got t- it done on the show. But no, I got my breasts were done when I was seven. Um, my breasts reduced when I was seventeen years no, old. No tip on the stomach. No girl. No light. That is barely good. Girl. So anyway, no, so listen. nothing else. So you went and had all that done. No, no little BBLs back this there. This is what I'm about to tell you. Okay, no. Go on, so tell here. Me. So uh, I got the bags under my eyes removed on mm-hmm. a show called Atlanta Plastics. Ah, oh, I remember yes, that show. So Dr. Wright Jones did the bags under my eyes. And mm-hmm. as I was laying in my bed, listening, couldn't do nothing but heal. Had bandages on my eyes. I was talking to God, having a very petty conversation. Mm-hmm. I said, God, I need you to make sure I heal good. I want my eyes to be the same size. I want my bags to be gone. I want you to, ooh, now when I heal, I'm going to be prettier and I'm going to be funnier and I'm going to look younger and I'm going to kill these hoes. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. And God said, ma'am, you're going to be prettier and you're going to be funnier, but you're ugly on the inside. Mm-hmm. Boom. Who you talking to, God? Mm-hmm. Who you calling ugly? You. Mm-hmm. He didn't hesitate mm-hmm. and he didn't stutter. Mm-hmm. I said, what you talking about? He said, you can be rude. You can be inconsistent. You can be short. You can be passive. You can be too aggressive with some people sometimes. And you also can be dismissive. You need to fix it because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but what? I don't like it. But I ain't know. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. So I called my mother. I said, Mom, I need you to come up here. I said, I need you to do me a favor. So I knew I needed to do the work while mm-hmm. I was laying there healing from my external baggage. I knew that I needed to work on my internal baggage. Mm-hmm. I believe wholeheartedly that your internal baggage is unresolved issues that you, one, either refuse to resolve, right, mm-hmm. or and address, or two, you well, really, that's it. You refuse to res- address them, and they have not been resolved. Mm-hmm. You have got to let it go. Mm-hmm. So I called my mother in. I said, Mommy, I need you to do me a favor. She said, what? I said, I need you to write down three things. So I had her write down one thing that reminded me of an insecurity, one thing that reminded me of a failure, and one thing that reminded me of a shortcoming. When she wrote it down, when I was able to get up, I tore it up. 
when she when I tore it up, I burnt it up. Why? Because now that I wrote it down, I acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. Now I tore it up because it's trash to me. I'm done with it. And then I burnt it up because now, biblically, fire has a representation of starting anew. Just like when you go into the forest, they burn the underbrush so the new can grow. Mm-hmm. They get rid of the weeds and all the junk that's stopping the new growth from coming. So the ladies are coming there with baggage. So the book... Okay. It's called Bye Bye Bags, Laughing to Lighten the Load. Mm-hmm. I laid in my bed after healing, wrote the book, boom, 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 boom. Now I said to God, now what? He said baggage claim. See, I can't tell you to get rid of your emotional bags that you have not acknowledged that you have. My book says get rid of your baggage, but what if Have you, you gotten rid of yours? Oh, girl, yes. It's all gone. I'm healed, happy and whole. I'm when glad I to show that. up, I'm present. Because let me tell you something, Kiana. A lot of people that are out here saying they're going to fix people, Mm-mm. they still out here dealing with what they're trying to fix. they dealing with their drama and their trauma right. and their junk. So right. let me tell you, the reason why you got to get rid of your emotional baggage so that you can get some luggage. Mm-hmm. See, emotional baggage shows up. Sometimes emotional baggage shows up as your eating habits. Mm-hmm. You know, you show up, you're pulling your hair, you're pulling out your lashes. You know, all, you know all kind of things that mm-hmm. happen that you are you are not even accounting for. You're like, what's wrong with me? You can't have you got daddy issues. Mm-hmm. You can't keep a man because you uh, whatever you treating him like trash because mm-hmm. of, you making somebody else. Pay, pay somebody, for what right somebody that's in your present. Pay for what happened to you in your past. Mm-hmm. It's not his responsibility. Mm-hmm. You have to show up. If even like I said before, even if you are broken, you have to be in the process of still working on you. Be, being a work in, pro, in progress is a good thing. It is. It's it a is. good thing. But when you are denying it, mm-hmm. when you're saying I'm good, I'm good, ain't nothing wrong with me, and you're lying to you and everybody around you, that is the problem. But you do know that um, I would say 95 percent of, of the population they're unable to self reflect. <laughs> Most people find issue with people around them and blame everybody else versus saying what could I have done differently Differently and better and I find that the winners are the ones who take full responsibility and those who blame others are the people who struggle so let me tell you this I believe that every person on the planet on this planet black white blue green orange live in a hut a house a mansion live in a boat live in a tent wherever you live need counseling that's right Mm mm-hmm you need counseling, uh, especially people of color. Mm-hmm. We went through a traumatic experience. We, as a people, went through some traumatic experiences. Even if I wasn't picking the cotton, but my grandmother, my great, 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 great grandmother did. And whatever trauma she may have, in, whatever trauma was impeded on her has went down, went the, down line. the line. And I believe you. wholeheartedly that in order to deal with that, you have to address it. Mm-hmm. That is why I subscribe to PCP. PCP, what is that? First of all, P is prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, we good for saying pray, 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 pray. Oh, baby, you just need to pray. Mm-hmm. Yes, pray, 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 pray. But the words say, if you pray and don't do the work, it's dead. Prayer without works is dead. Mm-hmm. You got to do the work. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? See, couch. Mm-hmm. You got to get on the couch. Mm-hmm. You got to talk to a professional that's going to help you unpack the baggage that you carry. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, like you just said, you can't always look in the mirror and say, I messed up, I've been through something. No, you need somebody to help you say, you know what, that might be this. Or have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. Or consider it this way. Or here's another option. And then P. P stands for prescription. Now, I'm not an advocate, and I never have been on a prescription, but I'm not an advocate for a doctor who just puts you on something. So I would definitely say that, you know, go to a get a second opinion but if you need somebody or a prescription to help you deal with your anxieties mm-hmm. if you are bipolar and you're struggling that is what's wrong with Kanye right now from what I understand I he's not taking his medicine so they you brought up my boy you brought up my boy they said they not he not I don't know the I mean, don't they think said, I think Kanye thinks differently he's outspoken 
and we call him crazy. I just think he thinks differently. We don't have to agree with everything he says, Kiana. Just because we don't agree with him does not make this man crazy. You know what the definition of crazy is? Doing the same thing over and expecting something different. Right. So he keeps having the same types of outbursts. He's doing the same thing. But I don't know that he's expecting anything different. I think he's just going to continue to talk until somebody listens. That, that's the definition of crazy. He keeps doing it over and over again. I, he might not be expecting it to be different, mm -hmm. but we're hoping it'll be different for him. But I, what I'm saying to you is mm -hmm. I, I'm not necessarily saying the man is crazy. I believe there's a fine line between being genius and crazy. I do, too. So I think I most think people he, who are geniuses people think are crazy. Uh, uh, yes. Because they're different. Yes, they think they are. different. They process different. They, they think are. outside of the box. They are. And, he is. and being in media, you know this. You can't subscribe to what the media says about you. You cannot, but also. Or others. But here's the issue with Kanye, and I don't know the man. I'm just saying that there are certain things you can and cannot do. There are certain things you should to and who? should who not said, do. Who said that? The people that control your purse strings. Right, but this man is saying you can take $2 billion from me, and I'm going to say what I got to say. And if he don't care, he don't care. I don't I care. I got to give respect to somebody respect who's not allowing the dollar bill to stop him I from being able to speak his mind. I respect the man. I mean, because everybody's not driven by the money. I, and, I res and I respect the man. I do. I'm only saying to you that he has been, it's been noted that Kanye is bipolar. Noted by who? The doc, the man, doctor. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying. I read what the people say. Now I'm saying yeah, right. what the people say. Now and he what has, the, who the from people? what I understand, the people said. from what I understand, he has also said that I do. I'm bipolar. So my thing is, whatever his struggles are, whatever his struggles are, and mm -hmm. that's like I said, you need to subscribe to PCP, <laughs> prayer, couch, and a prescription. Right now. Again, but you gotta be careful who you allowing to push that prescription because he that's, said. Did not just say that second because you because you heard him when he said opinion. they keep they keep trying to medicate him to shut him up. You you saw that. That's, that's why too, he right? and, and again, hear me and hear me clearly. You have to have a relationship with a doctor that you care about. You have that is another thing in our community. And when I said when I came in when I first came in, I said that we're dropping dead. There are comedians. I think I've lost maybe seven or eight comedians mm -hmm. in my community because we're not taking care of our health. Mm -hmm. We're not taking. We look good on the outside. Everything shiny and everything new. You, you ain't been to the dentist since you knows when, know mm -hmm. when. You haven't been to a physical to get a physical. Mm -hmm. You don't know what the state of your blood pressure or your cholesterol is. So you're dropping dead, and then you blaming it. Oh no, he don't, he don't know what the state of his life is. Mm -hmm. Claw, his, his lungs is toe up because he smoked up. all day. they said, because, you know, a lot of people who died from COVID, they was like, well, I didn't have any pre-existing issues. You didn't know that you, you had pre-existing issues. Part. You didn't go so, to the doctor. Yes. So, you know, I you know, I really believe that wholeheartedly that we need a mental check. We all need to know what's going on with us physically and mentally. Just like you go to the doctor. Or, matter of fact, as much as you go get your nails done and get your hair done, you should be going to go get a physical. You should have a PCP. And you should have a therapist or someone, a trial that can help you That's unpack right. your bags. Now, right. what does that look like? Unpacking your baggage so that you can get some luggage. Your baggage is going to hold you down. Mm -hmm. You need luggage, sis, so you can go on a vacation, staycation, a little vacation. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to move. You want to see the world. You want to be You want to be free of all the things that has held you down and back from becoming the best you. The best and you. that's what this mm -hmm. is. Baggage claim is a safe place for women to come to claim, release, and heal from the emotional baggage mm -hmm. that they carry. Mm -hmm. There will be a room full of women who have been through what you're going through or who was on the beginning side of their healing or in the middle of their healing or on the tail end of their healing. Mm -hmm. There will be a room full 
full of counselors and therapists. There's a poet, a singer, and a panel of mental health professionals and others who can help you understand that not allowing yourself to heal emotionally from the baggage that you have carried can hinder you in the mind, body, and soul. That's right. And your spirit. Understand this. It's a choice. We all have to make the decision. I'm not going to be held captive by that norm. Mm -hmm. Do you understand if my mother had not put me in counseling and therapy as a child, I could not have grown up to be old sexual. Anyway, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, I I, I ain't doing nothing now, but what I do. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm saying there is a... All of that. Mm-hmm. Women and men alike need to understand that you're not the bags that you carry. Mm-hmm. We all have been through something, but it does not have to define you. It your does future. not have to define you. So what's next, Kiana? Come on. Baggage Claim ATL is um, December 17th. Okay, but um, by the time this airs, yes. it would have already. because you're. Are, be, oh, right, okay. So December 17th. So mm-hmm. what's next? I am planning on taking Baggage Claim Worldwide. Okay. So Baggage Claim Worldwide is a thing. So we're going to Baggage Claim NYC. It's based on the airport codes. So okay. NYC. PHX, CHI, um, we have LAX. So uh, how would they find out? Is it a website? It is. Honey, go to my website for right now, girl. Go on down to KianaDancy.com, K-I-A-N-A-D-A-N-C-I-E. They also can follow me on all things social, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I am the same thing on everything, KianaDancy.com. The bomb, y'all. Yes! Make sure y'all get my book, too. (laughs) You can't come to the event. They can get my book everywhere. Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes & Nobles. If you get on my website, it's autographed. And I'm telling y'all, Kiana is amazing. Thank you, She sis. is the same at all times. Yes, So you ma'am. don't have to worry about her being different. Thank you. She is doing big things. I'm so proud and so thankful for having you here today. And we will see you next time on Cornology. Thank you. You ain't getting no money if you're constantly worried about what everybody else got to say. If you constantly got your eyes on what everybody else is doing, you ain't getting no money. When it comes down to closing the deal, I get it done.